The Arizona Coyotes have a chance to rebound from a 3-2 loss to their former division rivals, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, tonight, when they, when they face the Vegas Golden Knights, we talk about that game and more on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. You're Locked on Coyotes. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. This is Carl Pavlock, and you are listening to Locked On Coyotes. I do want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day. I know a lot of people like to listen to this when they're uh, getting ready to start going on commute. Thank you for choosing us. Uh, joining me today, special guest, uh, Brandon Sparks will be joining us because Robin is unfortunately still out dealing with a personal issue. Brandon, how are you doing today? Pretty decent. It's late. It's 8 p.m. here. So. Gotcha. Yeah, this We're is the... hearing about people starting their day with this. Uh, yeah, this is the second time this week we've had a uh, a guest from the UK. Uh, time zone scheduling is definitely very interesting for that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be, you know, we're recording this a day early, so it's actually not too much longer for you, but yeah, time zone's going to be really weird. Um, but Brandon's joining me today so we can talk about tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'm just going to be frank with you. I don't think the Coyotes have much of a chance for this one. What about you, Brandon? <laughs> See, that's what worries me. Because it's almost like, you know, I mean, and thank thank Montreal for their current four-game winning streak, but it seemed like up until that point, every time there was a possibility, you know, like Montreal won a game, oh, the Coyotes can finally make up ground uh, in, the, in the right sweepstakes by losing, they pull out a win. So I'm almost scared that they're going to somehow pull this off vegas had put together a string of some bad games earlier last week yeah. so you know maybe we we bring that out in them um i certainly hope not but i i mean i am definitely not uh, a follower of the right sweepstake uh i i want the coyotes to win every single game uh, and I said this to Rose, I want them to do that because I know that my opinions do not affect them in any single way. So <laughs> I have disassociated myself from uh, like my thought process and the lottery. So it's, I'm able to be like, yeah, the Coyotes should win every game. Uh, and I hope they do. Uh, and reality always sets in. But you are right. This is one of the few games where I'm like, uh, Coyotes have a, a pretty good chance. The the Golden Knights, they've been a little bit shaky this month. They've been really, you know, they've had a lot of time off. They haven't played since Sunday. So they may come in kind of rusty. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Or is there another, like, hole in the Golden Knights that you think they should be exploiting? You know, it, I, I was almost buying into the Jack Eichel curse. <laughs> where he was supposed to come back. For a little bit, and they lost, and then he came back, and they got shut out again. Um, but he just had two points in the last game. So, to me, he's the X factor of, is he actually a curse like some people in Buffalo thought when Buffalo did so well and he got injured? Uh, or is he going to make us look bad and rub it in our faces that we not only lost out on him in the draft lottery, but we also lost out on 
getting him for a song in on the trade market. So, I mean, fair. Uh, I, I was actually going to bring up Eichel. His he had a goal and an assist in his last game, uh, an assist in the game before that. Uh, he's only played three games with the Golden Knights, and he's already kind of coming in there and getting the money. Uh, I. I, I am glad to see him doing well for two reasons. One, the Coyotes don't have to play the Golden Knights as much this season. So he could be more successful. It's going to be less against us, and I'm fine with that. Um, and and just in general, I thought what the Sabres were doing with the, the whole neck surgery thing was pretty messed up. Uh, I felt like he as a player seemed to like have a very good idea of what kind of procedure he wanted done medically. Uh, and there was, you know, doctors behind it being like, yeah, the, these are the advantages for it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with him making that call. I, I don't think the Sabres are right to do what they're doing. So if he does well, that at least says to, to people, they're like, you know, he, he's made the right call medically and you should listen to players more when it comes to their bodies. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it opens up an interesting Thing. And, I, I, and I don't know if there's a way that it'll, this, we'll start seeing this in contracts where players will maybe explicitly ask for the ability to make their own medical decisions. And it's tough because the team's paying for it, so I'm sure there's some stuff there. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to pick a surgery that's going to end their own career. And they're not going to pick one that's going to potentially make their lives more miserable long term. So they've got a vested interest in doing what's best for them, which is coincidentally generally the best for the team. Yeah. Um, and I think since, since Eichel had it was someone in Philadelphia that ended up having the same surgery. I believe it was, I think so. Uh, and there was no flack over that. And I wondered if it's because Eichel kind of broke the ice with that. It, it could very well be the, the big thing I remember everyone hearing or everyone talking about was that this was untested surgery for Eichel. Um, and it's never been done on a professional athlete of that caliber before. Uh, you just don't want to risk it. And if you're the Buffalo Sabres, I kind of understand that, that logic of like, we don't want to miss risk our best player or, you know, a, a major trade piece for us because at the end of the day, it is a business and that's where their minds are. It's just the reality of the situation. And, and I can, you know, after the past two years, I can imagine an athlete making a decision that's, you know, really dumb for them. Uh, I, I think we saw the ghee diet over the weekend that Aaron Rodgers was on, uh, where he ate a lot of clarified butter. Uh, and if Eichel said that he wanted to do something like that to cure his neck, I would feel more comfortable stepping in and being like, look, doctors say that this is not the way. Uh, but that wasn't the case. He had like qualified medical professionals being like, yeah, no, this is an option. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. Here's the risk that he determined. And yeah, it, it seems like it's the right call. And like I said, the Coyotes aren't going to be playing the Golden Knights as much. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I mean, I was surprised given that you know, it, it's not like he was the first pro athlete. And I mean, if, if people in the UFC can, can get that and come back where they're direct blows to the head repeatedly, yeah. Yeah. you would think, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not a medical professional. So if my opinion was completely wrong, I've got no recourse. But yeah, sensibly, you would think like, okay, well, if they can do it, you know, he probably could too. I mean... But that that makes sense to me. I, I can agree with that logic. 
also not a medical professional. Uh, please do not take any medical advice from this podcast unless that medical advice is talking to your doctor. Because uh, I think we're both pretty clean out of that position where it's like, yeah, doctors are saying things and we should trust the medical professionals. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk some more about tonight's game. But first, a quick message from our friends at Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back. Carl Pavlock joined by Brandon Spark. Hey, um, we are discussing the game tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, as I mentioned, the Knights have had five days off, four days off uh, since they have last played. We have seen the Coyotes come out kind of rusty in those long breaks. In general, Brandon, where do you kind of fall on the rest versus rust scale? Do you think that time off is good for the teams? Do you think it kind of hurts them? Do you think case by case? What are your thoughts? You know, I think a lot of it is based, I think we're looking at two different factors here. I think, you know, it, it can be very helpful if, if players are nursing some, some injuries um, that they're kind of secretly maybe have, kind of like Mark Stone, who just, you know, managed to somehow get a get a, a sneak injury that no one saw um, right when Eichel was coming back so they can stand under the cap. Right, probably someone who's playing a little bit injured uh, and it was enough for doctors to rationalize taking some time off if he needed it. Um, but I also think it comes down to, you know, experience. Um, young guys might not know how to take advantage of that time off and kind of find the right balance between resting and staying sharp. I think the vets are going to have a bit more of an advantage in knowing what works for them. So I would say it can be an advantage to a veteran team, maybe a bit of a disadvantage to a younger team. Gotcha. I mean, that's smart. Uh, and just if you're a curious audience, uh, Nolan Patrick is listed as questionable. Uh, for a head injury, he sat out the last two contests. Robin Leonard, uh, also questionable, uh, missed the past three games with an upper body injury. So it, it is possible that since they've had these days to kind of take a break and, and recuperate, we could see them back. Um, and that would be the advantage of a, of a well-rested team. I also, just in general, I, I, the Golden Knights seem like an old team full of veterans because you know they haven't drafted much of their talent. They they are always since their existence been kind of all in on the future and just acquiring big names like Jack Eichel, like Mark Stone, uh, Alex Martinez, Robin Leonard. Like these are not players who have come up through their system. So I I think that that is going to give them an advantage in this one. Like you said, these are guys who know what they need to do to, you know, 
win games. Uh, and they're going to hopefully, or hopefully if you're interested in the, in the Coyotes getting a high pick, come in strong tonight. Um, but is there any Coyote player who you are thinking is going to have a good game tonight, Brandon? Anyone who kind of stands out, you know, this season, player to watch, player who you think can match up well against the uh, Golden Knights? You know, I, I, we don't know this with yet, uh, but we've, we've been expecting Nick Ritchie to be joining the team mm. sometime soon. He was expected in for the last game, but there was a, a delay with his with his immigration issue. So it could be his debut game. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a strong, fairly young guy um, that might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, the Toronto media was certainly not very kind to him. Yeah. Uh, so to prove some people wrong. So I would say maybe him, but I mean, I don't think we can ignore, uh, I mean, Clayton Keller's having a great season, but Nick Schmaltz has really been putting up points over the last uh, few months. And if you look at basically since the since the calendar turned from into 2022, he's been just a lot better. Um, yeah. And I think that's a product, too, of Keller being better. You know, I used to get frustrated watching him make this, like, no-look, you know, perfect saucer pass to Keller, and it was like, goalie in defense were out of position and he would sit there and he'd be like, no, I need to get the puck perfectly on my stick. And then yeah. by the time he did that, it the, the timing, like, you know, you lost the element of surprise. I think Clayton Keller's development and skill set has matured to the point where he can take advantage of Schmaltz's skill set and vice versa. So I'm glad that hopefully Schmaltz can, can somewhat justify his contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you were very right. Uh, watching Nick Schmaltz the second half of the season, he has looked like a different player than the first. Um, and part of that is Clayton Keller is playing a lot better. Um, when the year started, they both looked you know, kind of out of place. And Keller definitely recovered quicker than Schmaltz, in my opinion. But Schmaltz like has has looked good the past couple games. Uh, I really liked his uh, his move uh, against the Kings, where Keller passed him the puck. Schmaltz was able to get right back to him as Keller was like getting around defenders. It was a great move, and, and also you're right. Yeah, we were we were anticipating getting a chance to see Richie on Wednesday. It didn't happen minutes before the game. Uh, or minutes before the game was supposed to start, uh, it was delayed a little bit for TNT reasons. Um, that it was announced that he's dealing with some immigration issues. So, yeah, it it kind of delayed that. But I would be interested to see Richie as a player. Seems like he'd be uh, the type of player who we would want to s- really step up against uh, players like the Golden Knights, those heavier teams, but those skilled teams as well. Uh, but this is all really good. Uh, we're going to continue this. We're going to talk about the odds. Uh, but first, one more quick break, break where we hear from our sponsors. And we're back. Uh, this is Carl Pavlock, joined with Brandon Sparks, talking about the game tonight against the Golden Knights. We're going to talk about the, the odds for this one, going to our friends at Bet Online. 
Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, but the Coyotes are point and a half underdogs. Uh, not sure if you'd be expecting anything else uh, at minus 120. Uh, money line is plus 226 if you bet on the Coyotes, minus 255 if you bet on the Golden Knights. Total points, five and a half, minus 121 if you bet the over, plus 110 if you bet the under. Um, I always like to just kind of think about the game itself and then fit that into what the odds are. So, Brandon, let me ask you, what do you kind of think of the outcome for this game? Do you think it's going to be high scoring? Do you think it's going to be relatively low? What do you predict? No, I'm, I'm expecting a, a somewhat low scoring affair. I mean, I think the Coyotes have tightened it up a little bit as of late. And, you know, Vegas aren't, they've been going through a bit of a drought themselves. I mean... Two games against, well, I shouldn't say me because one of them was Colorado, but but one against like an okay team in, in Calgary and then a strong team um, in Colorado, but one that defensively maybe isn't at, the, at their peak. Um, you know, they, they were shut out and they were like pretty pretty pathetic outings. So I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna keep up that, and uh, we're both gonna be a little bit inept in that department. I mean, I could see that. The the Golden Knights this year are benefiting from a really weak Pacific Division. They're second in the Pacific Division, but they're 12th in goals scored, 15th in goals against, 20th power play, 16th penalty kill. Like, they're an average team in a horrible division this year. Um, and, and part of that is injuries that they've been dealing with. Uh, part of that is just a whole host of problems. So, like, I don't want to throw too much blame on them. And I do think that next year, like, teams should be a little bit more careful. But this year, it, which is the year we're playing, uh, is is not the case. So I kind of am right there with you with it being an under. But I think it's going to be kind of close. Um, I'm thinking another 3-2 game. Um, and this time, I'm going to go 3-2 Vegas. I would go 4-2, but with, with an empty netter. So, oh, basically, 3-2. Okay. Gotcha. But that empty netter, that that could you know influence you if you are looking to bet the points. Um, which is definitely a thing that should be, you know, you should be aware of the coyotes pulled their goaltender. What with, I think three minutes left uh, last game. Like it was a super early poll. Um, and then, you know, they, they ended up getting a power play off of it too. So they were able to do it, but I mean, I, I, I like pulling the goalie early, but it just increases the chance you're going to get an empty netter. So yeah, three minutes is, is a bit extreme, but yeah. I mean, it's it's the Kings, and they, they weren't giving up many chances, so you might as well go for broke. Uh, honestly, probably the best thing that I think Patrick Waugh did as a coach was just starting the trend of goalies being pulled ridiculously early. And it's crazy that a former goalie was the one who innovated that. You'd think you'd be like, no, uh, we need the goalie most of all. We'll just have him play three quarters of the ice. But no. Nah. Yeah, especially where he played for such a powerhouse team that of all teams probably didn't need the goalie pulled super early. But, you know, I get, I get it for the Coyotes. I mean, you know, they're they're obviously a team that's not had, does not have playoff aspirations this year. 
Um, they're playing a long game. So I think it's good that, uh, that the bear is trying out some different things um, and just seeing, you know, like that's the next innovation is for this team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of firepower. Maybe it does make sense to pull him, pull the goalie at three minutes or, or two and a half minutes uh, or just wants to see what players can step up in those instances, right? Because if you're doing it for three minutes, you can't just roll out your first line no. throughout the entirety, which you might in, in the final minute. So I think it's also just a matter of a feeling out process and good for him. You're not going to have that luxury when the team's vying for a playoff position or in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you are, you better hope that you are successful at it. You're not going to be able yeah. to do like an experiment. I could see him being like a three minute pull guy. If, if he finds that they are getting results from that. Um, but I, I do think, especially after the game on Sunday against the Dallas stars, the Coyotes played a really weak third period. And then they looked their best in the final two minutes when the stars pulled their goalie. Um, I, and I've noticed that all this season, the team doesn't stop. They, they just keep going. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're losing. They're going to try and get like another one in there. They're going to try and not get shut out. So if, if the team has that mindset where they're, they're going to go down fighting, I am all for them like doing an early poll. Yeah, and I mean, I think it goes down to, um, you know, he's. It's really been emphasized the idea of even though basically we're we're a losing team, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to establish a losing culture. Yeah. Um. So like you mentioned at the beginning, like you want the Coyotes to win every game. I clearly don't, but I want them to be close games. I want them to be hard fought because I still think there's a lot you can take from those. I don't want them just to roll over. Um. So if they can establish that kind of winning or all-in mindset, even if they come up short, um, as long as they don't get discouraged, I think that's that's good for their development. Absolutely. Um, during the start of the season, I read a book about tanking in the NBA. Uh, just because I saw it at the library, I'm like, this is very relevant to the Coyote season that we're about to watch. Uh, might as well read. And the book talked about one of the most important things for a rebuilding team is to have a coach who can be in the room and, and explain the process to players and make sure that they're aware of everything the entire time and just be like upfront with them and say, Hey, we're going to lose a lot, but we're going to work on building X, Y, and Z. And if you do this, this, and this, we're, you're going to be a better player, which I think he has done with players like Clayton Keller Keller looks phenomenal this season. Shane Gossespierre has slowed down a bit, but is still playing really well. Like the team is doing bad, but the coach's job is to make sure that everyone stays motivated in whatever way that you know works for them. And each player is going to have a different kind of reason for motivation. Like Clayton Keller and Louis Erickson do not have the same motivations going into the season at all. And, and I think Bear is doing a good job with that. Um, as a coach, I, I have complaints about the way the team's played, but they're relatively minor, all things considered. I just hope that 
don't take a bunch of stupid penalties because they always seem to take stupid penalties. Like, I swear to God, if the team like gives up a goal and then immediately takes a penalty again, I'm just going to pull my hair out. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Brendan, tell everyone where the people can find you. I don't know if I want them to. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter, at the very least, at Brandon underscore underscore Sparks. Double underscore. I love it. Uh, you can follow me at Carl Pavlock FFH. Of course, follow at lo underscore coyotes uh we are also on facebook instagram follow us wherever like su- subscribe all of the places i uh, want to thank everyone again for listening and have a r- great rest of your day and don't forget to howl on go coyotes <laughs>